What would it take to arouse your life, to experience more connection, more pleasure, more realness, in and outside of the bedroom? I'm August McLaughlin, and this is Girl Boner Radio. And the day came when the risk to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. I love that quote. Apparently it comes from a poem written by Elizabeth Appel. It goes on to say that life is a process of becoming. I think all of that ties into sexual self-discovery and sexual awakenings so well. Early this year, I had the pleasure of speaking at the Residence 11 Desire Summit in Los Angeles about sexual awakenings. I co-presented in conversation form with my friend and colleague, Lynn Brown Rosenberg. So today, for a little something different, as we wrap up the Girl Boner year, you'll hear that conversation. Together, we explored our own awakenings, which unfolded between ages 19 and 70, and we shared tips for inviting your own. First, speaking of events, there is still time to get early bird pricing for Afternoon Delight, the live podcast experience I'm co-hosting with three awesome colleagues who host shows you may be familiar with, Sexology Podcast, Sluts and Scholars, and Love Bites with Dr. Tara. If you would like to expand your pleasure capacity, whether you are single or partnered, this event is for you. It'll feature intimate conversations among us hosts, followed by audience Q&A. It's sponsored by Beducated and Coupley, and oh my gosh, the gift bags are incredible. It'll take place in person in LA on February 10th at a very chic venue with limited seating. And we also have a video on-demand option. Sign up at adlive.eventbrite.com or the link in the show notes. And now on with the show. I really hope you enjoy it. August is a nationally recognized health and sexuality writer. August is the author of the book Girl Boner. And she also has a podcast by that name, so do check it out. It is very cool. At seven years old, Lynn Brown Rosenberg discovered sex can be fun. Sex can be fantastic. She's going to share with you today the path she took to sexual freedom and how you can discover your own path to a fulfilling sex life. So I'm going to let these ladies take it away. Thank you, Keisha. And welcome, everyone. Hi, Lynn. Yeah. (laughs) So Lynn, you wrote an incredible memoir, as Keisha mentioned, called My Sexual Awakening at 70. And you write about having been sexually repressed. How did that happen? I had many impactful experiences growing up. And one of them uh, happened when my parents took me to a resort near Palm Springs called Highland Springs. They had a party for teens one night. And I went, met a boy, 16, I was 14. And we danced and we talked, and pretty soon he asked me if I'd like to take a walk. And I said, sure. 
So we took a little walk out in the moonlight. It was so romantic. And we ended up on a chaise lounge kissing. That's all we were doing. By the way, I was 14. And it was, it was fantastic. And into this bliss came my father's bellowing voice, Lynn, get up. And I got up, and he sent the boy away. And I knew I'd never see him again. So on our way back to the cabin, my mother said, any woman who enjoys sex is a prostitute. So um, that was my first experience. Mm. Yeah, and I remember learning that both premarital sex and sex work are very shameful. So I can imagine how you must have felt. You know, it's so confusing and there's so many oh. layers of shame, right? Yeah, it's very difficult. Yeah. How did your path to sexual awakening start? And what steps did you take to move past that repression? Well, first I needed to realize that I was repressed. And in order to come to that decision, I had to think about myself and where I was at. And I did that when I was packing up to leave one condo to another. And I was looking through boxes and what to keep, what to give away. And all of a sudden I evaluated myself. And I realized I hadn't had sex in over a decade. So I called my psychiatrist to see if my medications had any influence. And he said, it could. So he changed the medications, and while I was waiting to see if that was going to help, I had an appointment with my urologist, just a checkup. After she examined me and she was about ready to leave the room, I said, I haven't had an orgasm in 12 years. And she said, go get some porn and a toy. Yeah. So I did what the doctor ordered. <laughs> yes, yeah, so speaking of the pleasure chest, that's where I went. I was so nervous someone would see me in there, someone I knew would see me. I sat in my car for about 10 minutes, you know, trying to get the courage up to go in. So finally I did, and saleswoman was really nice and helpful, and actually I kind of felt <laughs> relaxed in there. So uh, I, I got the uh, porn and, and the vibrator, and I took my little purchases home and tried them out. And lo and behold, success. <laughs> Twice. So uh, that turned out to be a great experience. Yeah. Mm, I love that so much. And what a beautiful thing for a medical professional to say to you, you know? I wish, I wish that happened more often. That's beautiful. What role did your psychologist play in helping you along? A huge role. A huge role. I enjoyed the DVD that I got, but I got tired of it after you know, I don't know, a week, whatever. And I, I said to my psychologist, well, I was nervous about talking to this person because it was a man. So now I was going to bring up my sexual issues with a man. So when I started to talk, I guess he could see my hesitancy. And he said, I've heard it all. 
So, okay, <laughs> full speed ahead. So I told him I, you know, I was a little tired of watching this DVD, but I really didn't want to go back to the sex store. So he said, there's free porn on the net. Oh my God, oh my God, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. So that afternoon when I came home, I Googled porn <laughs> and, and I saw a few videos, but one, one in particular really got my attention. And that was of a naked woman and a man. And all she did was talk and touch, touch and talk. That was it. And he was a very happy man. <laughs> so anyway, this woman, she kept asking him erotic questions. And it was just really fascinating because most of these porn videos are just action and no, no talk, at least the ones I've seen. Anyway, after that, I, uh, you know, watched these porn tapes and I got tired of that. So when I went back to my psychologist, I said, you know, I, I'd really like to connect with someone, but I don't have a boyfriend right now. And he said, there are sex dating sites. Oh no, no way. No way in hell was I gonna do that. And I mean, I said to him something like, uh, okay, I'll think about it. But I often say no before I say yes. So later on, I thought, well, if I did go on the site, if I did, what in the world would I say? And then I remembered the woman who talked on that film. And I went back and I wrote down word for word what she said, <laughs> word for word. And I joined these sex dating sites. Well, I was having such a good time. So you were role-playing, essentially. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you took on that spicy role you had seen, and, and how did it go? It went fantastic. <laughs> I had a good time, and they had a good time. You write about really deeply personal experiences and sexual experiences in your memoir, My Sexual Awakening at 70. How did you come to write it, and did you have a particular audience in mind? Well... I came to write it because this, on the sex site, I was having such a good time. And I thought, I'd like to share this. Because I was thinking, you know, maybe other women were in my position and could use some help in this direction. Thank you for writing it. It's really moving. It's really powerful. And I think people of all genders, too, can really benefit and see ourselves in it in some way. And I did want to say that if anyone is interested in my psychologist's info, <laughs> let me know, because he was fantastic. Beautiful. Well, thank you for writing your book, Girl Boner. It's a really amazing book. Oh, thank you. Very educational and fun, Girl Boner. So, August, uh, you had a sexual awakening of your own around age 19, which you wrote about in your Girl Boner book, one that you credit for saving your life. Could you tell us about that? Yeah, so prior to this, I'd been living in Europe. I was working in the fashion industry, and I had this really sexy career in a lot of ways, but I was completely disconnected from my sexuality and really just struggling in so many ways. 
And so I'd gone back to Minnesota, where I'm from, don't you know? And uh, I was doing like the conventional treatments, therapy and, and all of that. I did not have uh, a sex positive therapist, unfortunately. Um, yeah, hard to find for sure. And so I wasn't making a lot of progress in my treatment and I really needed something else to think about. And so I took a college course and it was on the psychology of women. And one day the teacher stood before the class and said, today we're going to talk about sex. And I was aghast. I had never talked about sex, really. <laughs> I realized that I'd never even talked about sex to the person I'd been having sex with. And I'm like, looking around, does anyone else find this <laughs> unusual? Then I had this kind of classic light bulb moment where, like, in a second, just the world changed. And I went home to my very shy Minnesota boyfriend, and I was on a rampage. <laughs> I'm like, how did I not know about this? Why didn't we talk about this? And I need to know a lot more about this clitoris thing we talked about. <laughs> yes. And uh, he was scared. <laughs> and it was later on that I realized that that like healthy anger and this intense curiosity, it was the moment that I stopped wanting to brutalize my body. And I still had a lot of healing to do and that took time, but it really was the beginning. And I was able to replace that shame or at least some of it with self-compassion and respect for the first time because I realized, oh, this is, this, it didn't come from inside me. This shame was put on me, put on all of us, on so many people. And uh, I haven't really stopped talking about sex since. <laughs> you then had another sexual awakening at age 30. Mm -hmm. How was that different? Oh, so different. At that time, I considered myself very sexually empowered, enjoyed sex, had orgasmic sex. I had not, however, embraced or even delved into self-pleasure. I even wrote a college paper on why I do not need to masturbate, which is <laughs> another topic. At this time, I was in a long-term relationship, monogamous relationship, and I was alone at home and my longtime partner was away. And so I started to feel like this blah feeling. And it was kind of like pining, which I was sort of embarrassed about, like needing him and oh, I'm supposed to be the strong independent woman and I really want him to be here. And I thought I was lonely, but then I realized what I wanted to be doing with him if he were home. And then it dawned on me that, oh, I'm horny. <laughs> so this was like light bulb moment number two. However, I did not know what to do about this moment because again, like self-pleasure did not exist for me at this time. And so I did what I had done every time this came up and I tried to distract myself. I turned on the TV and I'm scrolling through Netflix and I'm not kidding, it recommended to me Diary of a Nymphomaniac. <laughs> Has anybody seen it? Whew, it's, it's very hot. Couldn't take my eyes off. It's a French film 
And this woman is just so into sex and she wants a lot of it and she keeps going after it. And it's, whew. And I just involuntarily, my hand went to my crotch. <laughs> and then, because I think once an awakening starts, so often we have the answers inside of us. There's so much wisdom in our bodies, and I just let that take over. And what came to mind for me was this sex toy that was up in our drawer upstairs. It was like a joke gift from a friend, you know? where they're like, ha ha, here's a dildo. And so it's like still in the packaging. It actually glowed in the dark if you put it <laughs> like next to a light bulb oh for a while. But I didn't want to deal with all that because I was really excited. And so I like crept upstairs all like nervous and giddy, and naughty in a good way, like a teenager or something. And I found the toy and I pulled it out and I put it on the bed and I climbed on top of it. And I rode that toy, and I made myself come. And I get emotional thinking about that because... And this is actually what happened <laughs> at that moment is I went from this, like, euphoria to sobbing on the bed. Just, like, fell down to the bed because I realized I had this residue of shame that I had not addressed yet. And... I saw myself in the mirror, like on the wall mirror, and I just saw this like beauty, this glow. And it wasn't about anything physical, it was about this, this embodiment, like I was so in my body. And I realized that I had been seeing sexuality, my sexuality, as something that was dependent on another person. It was not my own first. It wasn't something that was inherent in me. And it was completely life-changing. And I started Girl Boner not long after that with, on my blog initially. And yeah, it's been, it's been quite a journey. What advice do you have for someone who might wish to invite a sexual awakening? Mm. If you want to invite a sexual awakening, again, I do think there is this wisdom that we all have that we can tap into. When you think of awakening, it's like something maybe a little asleep? Is there some part of your sexuality that feels a little bit stuck or dormant or just like super routine, something that you wanna shake up or open up in some way? And then journal about it. I'm such a fan of journaling and I think because there can be shame around these areas that we want to entice and, and wake up, I think by letting your thoughts out in a non-judgmental way that no one else is going to see, it's really healing. And you can write or you can record your journal, you know, into a voice memo app. You can paint your thoughts out, whatever works for you. But I think that's powerful. What about you, Lynn? What would you recommend? I would recommend that you look inward and try and see really where you're at. See if you are maybe repressed or even if you aren't, uh, you might want to follow my path or someone else's path or your, your own fantasies. That's what helped me. And lastly, I came across a couple of studies, and one of them was from a science uh, magazine, and it said, if you have a sexual awakening, women will find sexual satisfaction increasing with age. So I like that. 
Yes. So inspiring. Thank you, Lynn. You're awesome. Thank you all. Hey, does anybody have any questions? Uh-oh, that hand went up so fast. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Good morning. So I have a question for you, Lynn. So those questions that you heard that were really pivotal to you in that porn video, what were they? What was it that... <laughs> Y'all, I'm a romance writer. I'm researching. What was it that was so pivotal that resonated with you? Not just because you watched it and they enjoyed each other, but it stuck with you enough that you then incorporated it into your role playing. Yes, thank you. Um, I didn't anticipate that question. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. It's been a while, a long while since I've seen it. She was saying things like, does this feel good? It's in my book, word for word. Does this feel good is a great one, though. Does this feel good really is a great one. Definitely bring that into the bedroom or wherever you get busy next. Take it into your relationships and into the holidays, too. And you know what? Ask yourself that question while you're at it. Checking in with our own wants and needs and what actually feels good, it kind of sounds simple, but it's really powerful, important stuff. You can order Lynn Rosenberg's memoir, My Sexual Awakening at 70, on Amazon, Audible, or from your favorite bookseller. To make like Lynn and get an accessory to shake things up in your sex life, head to thepleasurechest.com. In addition to awesome vibrators, dildos, cock rings, kink sets, and so much more. Pleasure Chest gift cards make amazing last-minute gifts or anytime gifts. And as a cool bonus, through the end of December, you can save 40% on already discounted products. Again, that's The Pleasure Chest at thepleasurechest.com. As this year moves toward the end, I hope you find peace, light, ease, and joy, and as many orgasms as you desire. I'm already excited to join you back here in January. Thank you so much for listening.